You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums. You must hear before you die. of a lady and the love of a man how he loved her so dearly he went out of his mind when she left him for someone and she left behind all right, for this episode, we'll be talking about Willie Nelson, Redheaded Stranger. On the line, I got Ben. Oh! Rob. Sup. And John. Hi. Redheaded Stranger is the 18th studio album by American outlaw country singer Willie Nelson. It was released in May 1975 on Columbia, and the producer was Willie Nelson, the genre country. And we're going to read from All Music Review by Stephen Thomas Irwine. Willie Nelson's Redheaded Stranger perhaps is the strangest blockbuster country produced a concept album about a preacher on the run after murdering his departed wife and her new lover told entirely with brief song poems and utterly minimal backing it's definitely anti-commercial and it demands intense concentration all reasons why nobody thought it would be a hit it was a phenomenal blockbuster, though, selling millions of copies, establishing Nelson as a superstar recording artist in his own right. For all its success, it still remains a prickly, difficult album, making the concept of phases and stages sound shiny in comparison. It's difficult because it's old-fashioned, sounding like a tale told around a cowboy campfire. Now this all reads well on paper, and there's much to admire in Nelson's intimate gamble but it's all very elusive as the themes get a little muddied and the tunes themselves are a bit bare it's undoubtedly distinct and it sounds more distinct with each passing year but it's strictly an intellectual triumph and after a pair of albums that were musically and intellectually sound it's a bit of a letdown no matter how successful it was how you like that review all right what do we think of willie nelson redheaded stranger Whoever wrote that review can go fucking <laughs> fuck themselves and figure it out later. Who the hell? I you know what? Willie Nelson had 18 records before this. This is the first Willie Nelson record I've ever listened to front to back. And it's one of the best things that's ever crossed my fucking ears. So maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. And this guy might know what he's talking about. But I know for a fact this is a fucking masterpiece. So what the fuck <laughs> what a great record willie nelson is a national treasure and this album is kind of like him finally coming into his own as the willie nelson that we you know know and recognize yeah this put it put the red-headed stranger on the map right i mean yeah 
it's going back to that roots, uh, what Waylon Jennings was doing before, um, and just stripping down everything. Screw uh, country politan, the Nashville sound, the guys from Bakersfield. You know, this this is like getting back to those the mountain roots, the the old west, the whatever you want to say, which they eventually ca- called a outlaw country. It's cool. I like it's this real one cool. better than, better than Honky Tonk Heroes. Definitely. Yeah. The yeah. spare production on this makes it, I don't know, it, it tells the story better. If you had much more boosting these these songs, you'd lose the message. Unless you look at the back of the cover where you have a cartoon telling you oh. the entire <laughs> <laughs> story of the redheaded stranger. Yeah. <laughs> well, I appreciate it's that. True. That way you can follow it on uh, like Tarkus. You know yeah. where it is. Like, oh. My first introduction to any of these lyrics was literally reading the Preacher comics. Oh, yeah, dude. And yeah. I had no idea. Like, I was like, oh, Willie Nelson wrote those lyrics. Oh, okay, cool. I never fucking sought it out. <laughs> so this, Because I'm an asshole. This, so this just like, did this just blow your mind then? I guess. Yes, kind of. Okay. <laughs> yeah. God damn. I, is this goth? Is this goth country? <laughs> no, it is not. I'm dark kind country. of. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure it's it's dark goth country. It's it is it is a gothic western. It, You're it not is, wrong there. It is gothic, if not goth. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Man. Yeah, God but damn. the Hank Williams approach, the Gene Autry throwback. I mean, this is all like the red. The idea, the redheaded stranger, wasn't even his song, right? But it was an idea, and then he fucking had this idea for the preacher aspect of it and then just started interweaving all of these stories like no one had done that before and for for an entire concept record fellas yes i am drunk yes i am almost 40 and yes (laughs) i am prone to verbose whatevers when it comes to things but seriously like as i listened to this before i got the way that i am right now there is not a single song on this that I didn't star. Like I wrote down all of them and they all have fucking little stars next to them because there's not a fucking bad song on the goddamn record. And it's a whole, I like it's an entire, it's a fucking whole idea. God damn. How do you feel about songs and like musical themes kind of repeating throughout the album? Rob, I fucking love it. I love a motif, (laughs) man. Time of the preacher gets to hang out for three different ideas mm-hmm. and like he's bummed out comes back oh yeah and the killings began and all of a sudden all the sad shit happens and then the redemption part happens mm-hmm. like what a fucking cool concept and fucking willie nelson 18 <laughs> goddamn records and this is the first time he was able to be like i get creative control right and they're like, oh yeah, sure. And then he comes he comes home with this shit. And he's like, all right, here's my record. And the record company's like, the fuck are you doing? Gets to the point where it goes all the way to like the head of Columbia. Uh that dude's name is Bruce Ludvall, uh, is it? Ludvall. And and it hasn't been quoted exactly and cited, but uh apparently. He was like, nah, not a big fan of that. And you need to do some bullshit about that. And Waylon Jennings was like, you're a tone deaf, 10 eared son of a bitch. That is a direct quote. Yeah. Like, uh, God L- damn, man. Lundvall wanted to send and, it to, up to the Nashville Cats for, for sweetening. 
which it does not need. No, guys, as much uh, the importance that this has for outlaw country, it also directly plays into the Pogues and their like stripped down uh, folk. I, I and, and this may just this is probably just me conflating two things, but I could I can't imagine uh, that there isn't a uh, at least some sort of like parallel between how the Pogues were recording their shit and how this thing came out. It's just like here are these here here here's here's five dudes here's eight dudes. This is what they're playing. It's very stripped down. It's not very produced whatsoever for some of the stuff. Again, I am very drunk, Birch. I can see your face. I know you can't see my face necessarily, but I can see yours kind of we like can- making a, a scrunchy, scrunchy forehead. Like, what, what is Rob talking about? Why is he bringing it back to a thing that he just plays in the cover band? And I'll tell you why. <laughs> because it made me feel things the way that those first couple of Pogues records made me feel things. Um and yeah, fucking Willie Nelson, Jesus Christ! All I had ever heard, in, all I had ever heard for a full record was Stardust. Love it, man. I, I I think that I love this even more. I'm done talking for a second. Someone get me out of here. It's definitely a different beast than Stardust. Stardust, uh, I think it's it's all like his interpretation of like uh, uh, jazz standards, right? Cla- classic songs, yeah. Yeah, like the American Songbook, and and I love it. Uh, like Stardust is one of my favorite, you know, like warm fuzzy Sunday morning records. But Redhead Stranger, entirely different beast. The 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 concept nature of it, the sparse recording of it. Uh, they're they're both so different. I like them both, and it kind of just depends on what type of mood I'm in. I'm guess this band is so small, but I do like that. Uh, on one of the few. It, uh, backup musicians he's got is his sister Bobby Nelson on piano and the piano on this record is really cool what a musical family those Nelsons were don't cross him don't boss him he's wild in his sorrow he's riding hiding his pain don't fight it don't spite it just wait till tomorrow maybe he'll ride all again Yellow-haired lady leaned out of her window And watched as he passed her way She drew back in fear at the sight of the stag With cast greedy eyes on the bay it, just, beca- just because it doesn't sound like fucking Bakersfield or goddamn Nashville doesn't make it like this sound thin. It doesn't sound thin. And that's the, that's the thing. Like, country consistently to me sounds thin in the 70s and the 80s and the 90s and this this just sounds deliberate but you were talking about you know like the the state of the state of country music at the time which was making me think you know just on the a couple episodes ago we were recording the the patty smith uh the our patty smith episode for horses and I'd mentioned like between like that and Neil Young's Tonight's the Night and uh, Bob Dylan's Blood on the Tracks, it seemed like there was like a like a lo-fi movement that was starting to happen like across different genres. And here we are with kind of uh, not necessarily lo-fi, uh, but but sparse and stripped down. Like it's even creeping into country. It, it's a 
it's a cool movement. I'm sure it's a bit of a response to just the indulgence of the, the 60s and going into the early 70s. And it's, it's cool to see it happen, you know, just kind of a, a, a across the spectrum in the music world. Yeah, every time you get a bit too uh, too commercial, too polished, it's going to have to split. Something's going to have to give. Um, I think that's kind of been proven time and time again on a lot of these things. And, and Waylon saw it also because they realized that the record industries weren't going to do anything they wanted to do. You know, they didn't have their say. They couldn't... Uh, have creative control and things like that. So he dropped Atlantic. Obviously, I also recommend uh, listening to Shotgun Willie and uh, Phases and Stages, which is the one right before this, um, which is probably what the the uh, review was sort of. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Ben's pulling out his Shotgun Willie. It's such a good one, man. I love Shotgun Willie. Um, He's in both barrels. How does that work? But, <laughs> magic, but, country magic. But those are, <laughs> you know, those are a bit more. Uh, got a full backing band, and this sounds like a like a project, like a, his own thing. And here's here this new label just picked up, picked up Willie Nelson, said, "Do whatever you want because we know you know it's going to do well." And then they get. This gets handed over to him. I can understand there being a little hesitation there. They wanted to release it to kill it. They said, uh, you know, when they got in the room, just let it go. Uh, you know, we'll bury this in a few weeks because it won't do very well. It won't gain traction. Then we'll tell Willie what to do on the next album. Get well. After this was released and went, <laughs> you know, sold more than like Platinum? any other yeah. co- country album at the time. Uh, they just, you know, recanted on everything and said, now you can actually do whatever you want to do for for real. We won't question it. Just go ahead. I mean, I'm I'm so glad that he was able to have the car. The, is it car, car blanche? Car, car blanche. Carte blanche. Carte blanche. Yeah. Complete like control. The, 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 the buffet of uh, <laughs> the... <laughs> the Ryan's Steakhouse Buffet <laughs> of being able to make whatever horrible salad you wanted to make. And guess what? It was a good salad, guys. It's wonderful. It, it literally is the Domino's Pizza make your own pizza of records if you made the most beautiful Domino's Pizza of all time. <laughs> Rob's hungry. Uh <laughs> <laughs> it reached number one on the Billboard charts uh, for top country albums and number 28 uh, during a 43-week stay in the top LPs and tapes chart. Uh, on March 1976, it was certified gold, uh, and in 86, it was certified double platinum. It's a wonderful Have album. Have you guys ever heard a bad Willie Nelson record? No. I haven't heard all and of them. I don't want to. There's a lot of them, but I've heard probably dozens of Willie Nelson records. Uh, most of them from, you know, the sixties to the seventies, but even like, uh, like my sister-in-law Darcy, she found like a, a late nineties Willie Nelson album, uh, CD at uh, Goodwill. And she gave it to me. I've just been playing it in my Jeep. It, it's like Willie Nelson is timeless. Like that album that came out in 98, it sounds like it could have come out in the 70s. It sounds like it could have come out yesterday. It's just like, 
he he's such a goddamn national treasure and he is timeless and ageless and he just releases quality content yeah but he still fits right into the uh like old dude i had tax problems in the late 80s early 90s to the point where he had to do a taco bell commercial <laughs> or two the 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 girl uh, woman with the rose tattoo <laughs> woman with the rose tattoo oh say soft taco woman with the rose tattoo why are you so hungry why are you talking about food right now why are you not talking about willie nelson's talk about commercials you son of a bitch uh, well, I was thinking about Willie Nelson today. I wrote down he is the um, bridge between generations. So you had the new generations of Graham Parsons and some of those younger guys, and you have the older Bill Monroe, the status quo, I guess you could say, or sort of the Nashville status quo, the Grand Old Opry. Uh, and Willie Nelson was in between those. He was not necessarily from the old statehood, but he was not necessarily with grandpa the the cosmic music no so, but fucking willie willie fucking wrote crazy man like yeah, yeah. first encountered willie on one of the v- probably the first five albums we covered ray price's uh nightlife willie's on yeah. and he wrote the song nightlife like he's he's been with us since like week two yeah 18 albums y'all Yep. 18 fucking albums. And it's the first one he had carte blanche on. Carte blanche. National treasure. Him and Dolly. Uh, This album was recorded for (laughs) $4,000. Ah, so good. (laughs) Like somewhere directly outside Austin, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, How far the the dollar went, like in the right spot. For 4,000 bucks, they could record in a recording studio that was paneled completely in Cyprus with a Bosendorfer uh, piano. <laughs> so they didn't spend much, you know, I guess because they didn't produce much, but it was a good studio with good equipment. You're, you're paying for the piano, but you get the piano player for cheap because it's your sister. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Family rights. I, I guess I can't stress the importance that this had on country music. After this album, it was... It was kind of all over. Also, CBS had recently put out the um, Outlaws album with him and Waylon Jennings, which just further pushed this, uh, what would you say, this movement? You know, everybody wants to be in on a, a new ideas and new uh, concepts. And with out, this Outlaw album and then coming out as being like Outlaw Country, Waylon Jennings, everybody was uh, sort of appreciating this rekindled uh, country sound. That Outlaws record with him and Waylon, I know they just threw it together, but mm-hmm. it's, it's fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Some live <laughs> stuff. <laughs> and yeah, you know, there's too much talent in the room for it to not be awesome. Uh, I did hear, I think it was Waylon. I've heard before, but one of my favorite quotes is Willie's not from around here. You know, he's from another planet. (laughs) (laughs) Might as well be, seriously. This this guy, his song craft, you know, he works within the country idiom, but he's not necessarily writing country songs. He's writing American songs, you know, just like 
I don't think you can classify his output strictly as just country. It's like he's he's like him and Hoagie Carmichael. You know, they're just contributing to the American songbook, which is which is why Stardust is so such a great record. It's him like celebrating that side of things, you know? Yeah, we'll get to Stardust uh, later. So I'm excited. Right now we're listening to Can I Sleep in Your Arms? And this song is so pretty and so sad. And I just I just want to give it a hug. And Ben, I was just going to comment on the song um, right before it goes into this uh, like bridgy outro. Um, when you're talking about the American songbook, there's a point while he's singing where he could go to a weird seven chord, but he doesn't. And that's only because he's trying to um, like keep it in the country idiom. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. Not yep. because he hadn't heard it before, because it just it, it it felt better. You know, he's prone to those sevens. I'm drunk enough to talk of music theory slightly. I'm yep. so sorry. I'm so sorry, guys. Yep. I I'm just Willie Nelson. Just like mostly forty, and I don't know what I'm doing with my. <laughs> <laughs> I see two people laughing here, but then there's Birch who's just like. Why are you doing this? I'm Rob? looking at more information. Just see if I <laughs> missed anything. But only <laughs> with this good eye. The, the, the other one hates me. Uh, no one was going to go for the easy. A little bit puffy. <laughs> no one was going to go for the easy Willie Nelson weed joke. Because you said he was into sevenths. And I was going to say, oh, I thought he was into eighths. Oh, yeah. There he is. There, there he is. Mean, come on. <laughs> well. Goodbye and part I knew we'd never meet again Love is like a dying ember And only memories remain I'll remember Blue eyes crying in the rain Yeah, I did a... While watching the Ken Burns, uh, you know, country documentary, I saw some early Willie Nelson, and man, he is stoned to the bone. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean... I feel like you get really high and play some jazz chords on his nylon strings and there you go. A very classic melody. Yep. <laughs> you know, I, I it, Willie Nelson, you know, he's, he's a, such a household name and he's so recognized for his contribution as like a, a, a songwriter and just a, a figure of country music. I don't know if he gets enough recognition for his guitar work. He is a really good guitar player. Very distinct style. Very distinct style. Those nylon strings on that classical guitar. Listen to it right now. He's playing a little I heard uh, it. Tasty little solo on uh, on Remember Me. Is between his style of playing and and the the specific tone of those nylon strings. You can just you can you can pick a Willie Nelson solo out of a haystack of guitar solos. Kind of like Brian May, you know? Like it sounds like Brian May. It sounds like Willie Nelson. He's a jazzy boy. Yeah, right? Jazz country. Who knew? <clears throat> After this album, he was declared a king of country music, appeared on Rolling Stone magazine. 
which was a big deal for country artists, obviously, at the time. He was also in the pilot. On the cover uh, of the Rolling Stone? He was in the pilot. Rolling Stone! He was in the pilot for uh, Austin City Limits. The very that first show. He, I believe he lives within Austin City Limits. <laughs> makes it easy for him to be on the show, I guess. Yeah, he's, he's <laughs> there. <laughs> Why are y'all doing in my backyard? <laughs> what do you think of this album, Rob? I think this is the most concise and best uh, like statement of maybe anybody I've heard thus far like from this book. Like wow. a complete like weaving of an idea of multiple like songs, some not even his, and then they all fit together. It, it, it's a beautiful statement, and it the sparseness of it gives his vocals the ability to breathe, which is why people were drawn to it in the fucking first place. So yeah, absolute fucking positive. And honestly, like this is the perfect album to me. Awesome. Yeah. Po- positive for me. Uh, I probably would be hard pressed to, to give a Willie Nelson album, anything less than a positive big fan of the guy, but, uh, Redhead Stranger special. It's a special record. It's intimate. Uh, it, it shouldn't have come out in its in, in its form if the record label had had their way, but uh, luckily it did. And the influence of just Willie Nelson being able to be Willie Nelson on record, obviously, it, it, it uh, you know people felt it because look how it sold. He doesn't he doesn't need a lot of polish. He doesn't need a lot of glitz and glamour. He's He's fucking Willie Nelson. Just aim a microphone at him and let him do his thing. And uh, I, I, I really like this record. It's a cool story. Uh, they made a movie about it in the 80s where Willie plays the redheaded stranger. I think they wanted uh, Robert Redford at first, but that fell through. So Willie played him. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to give it a positive as well. Uh, Rob said it really eloquently, actually. <laughs> um, My bad. It, no, like you, you nailed it fucking head on dude. And you know, in, in bourbon truth. Right. So, uh, it, it's probably the best, uh, cohesive, uh, concept album that we've listened to. I think like you're really, it's not the, the tale is not an obscure one. It's one that, you know, we've, we've seen before about deception and, and vengeance and redemption. Um, but, in the way he puts it together again with, with sometimes songs that are not his, but the way he puts them in order, laying out the story, you're right there with the preacher. And it's, it's great. It's a fucking awesome. Christ cow gave it a B minus. And once again, he was fucking wrong. Uh, yeah. Christ cow B minus means he loved it. <laughs> True that. Yeah. This is definitely one of those albums that it, it sort of launched a thousand ships. I mean, it, it created something that was possibly lacking in in that world. It, it does feel very, you know, I don't know if Willie Nelson would have, I, I, I can only imagine he would eventually got there, but uh, this album definitely defines him, um, you know, as, as the king of country music, I guess he was declared at the time. So, yeah, great job. Total positive for me. We'll listen to again and again. All right. Next time, 
we'll be talking about earth, wind, and fire. Ah! That's the way of the world. All right. Thanks, y'all. Thanks, y'all.